My name is Josh Logan, and we're coming to you from J.R. Heller today with a great episode on what the importance is on building relationships. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, being in real estate, that's kind of everything I do. Um, you know, yeah, everybody thinks we just sell homes, but realistically, the only way for us to be successful is have the right relationships in place. And, you know, I, I tell all the agents that I work with, you know, if you, you build the right relationships, they'll pay you back tenfold, you know, whether that be off of referrals, um, you know, reoccurring revenue with investors. Um, it's the difference between being a salesperson and actually having a business. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, relationships are everything, you know, just in general, whether it comes down to business, uh, you know, personal, um, anything, right? Because at the end of the day, we're all kind of on this rock and we're going through it and everybody needs something different at a certain point in their life. Yep. And the way I think about it is, you know, there's going to be times where I might meet somebody and they don't give value to me now. And I'm not looking at a relationship just in a value monetary standpoint. But it's a give and take, right? You might be able to give them some sort of value with where they're at in their lives from your expertise or your knowledge base or your previous experiences. And I promise you, you know, if you take the time and you do that later down the road, those people turn in can turn into uh, being in a position where they can help you and then they can reciprocate that, right? One hundred percent. I mean, realistically, we're we're all human, right? We're all looking for love, and Absolutely. I don't mean that in just a romantic standpoint. I mean everybody's looking for love. So, you were saying about providing value on expertise or anything along those lines. One hundred percent. But taking that one step further, I mean, some people just need a hug, man. I mean, some people just want to, you know, know that you have their back and know that you have their best interest at hand, and you know that that relationship will go on forever if you both are true with one another and you realistically just want each other to grow and succeed and yeah. be, you know. Happy happy in their relationship from a romantic standpoint and, you know, further on throughout family and business. Well, I think you touched on a really important word word there. And the word was if you're just honest, Yep. um, if you're truthful. And I think a lot of people sometimes get that backwards of not understanding what that mean, that what the meaning of that really is. When you're coming from a place of true love and you really do want that person to succeed and you want them to be happier and be a better person then you can be truthful sometimes in areas that aren't necessarily going to be received tremendously well from that person, you know, for obvious reasons, right? Dude, tough love is a thing for a reason, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, 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 when, when you're able to be that honest with someone is when you actually truly create relationships. Yep. It's not, it's not, you know, a surface level relationship where you're just telling somebody everything they want to hear. And now, you know, you don't really have that connection. And, you know, those things don't lead to lifetime relationships. Of course not, no. And, and that's honestly the, the people that I have in my circle that are the closest to me. And I mean, they can attest to this is I, I'm a large proponent of that whole tough love and brutal honesty. You know, obviously, you know, I'm a very positive, upbeat person and I'll keep everything, you know, hunky dory if it if that's what it is. But if it's not hunky dory, I'll be the first to point it out and let you know, you know, whether it's our personal relationship or where I think they're messing up in their own life. Now, everybody's, you know, live your own life. I'm not trying to tell them how to live, but me caring about their best interest, I'll weigh in on, hey, 
you know, do you really think that that's a good idea? And, right. you know, we'll talk through it. And yeah. realistically, again, it's their own life. They can live it however they want. Yep. But I'll still weigh in because I care about them. Absolutely. And it's it's your duty to, right? I yeah. mean, as if you're truly being a friend or a caring or a, a partner or whoever, you know, the relationship is to you, if you're truly being that, that means taking on the responsibility of at least voicing an opinion or feedback um, towards where you think it might lead them astray, right? Yep, 100%. So, you know, that, that's a very important um, component of relationships, of building relationships. You know, you don't want a surface level relationship. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not telling somebody that they want to hear all the time. Yep. Right? It's also not giving them undue feedback. You know, you, you yeah. don't necessarily want to impose your will on somebody unless they ask for your opinion. Of course. Yeah. Um, another huge part of building relationships, I would say, is listening. It's not so much talking. You have two ears and one mouth, brother. That's right. That, that's the old. That's old adage. So you know, and it it, it takes a very um, practiced, disciplined person to listen more than they speak. And not only listening, it's active listening. It's it's yep. actually hearing and seeing what the person is saying. And I see this. I, I say the seeing part because. Listening isn't just vocal. It actually has very little to do with the words that are coming out of somebody's mouth. It's the emotion behind it. It's the attachment of what they're trying to say. You know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of communication um, gets lost in the words of somebody if you're not paying close attention to, you know, the minute, uh, even even the minute uh, gestures in their face when they're speaking. Yep. You know, it, it can tell you a lot about where somebody is, you know, how they're feeling at the moment and what they're trying, what they're really trying to say. Because a lot of yeah. times people say things that aren't necessarily how they actually feel. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that goes back to the honesty. Right. But I mean, you're totally correct. When it, body language is, says a lot of things more so than what you, maybe the words are saying. You know? Usually. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's like 80 percent. Or twenty percent of uh, communication is vocal. I think the eighty percent is actually body language. Yeah, I would um, agree. So that's you know very important. I've read a couple of books on you know just interrogation and body language in general, and you know kind of all that stuff. And um, it's important to note that in a, in a relationship, when you're when you're listening to somebody, you know don't just listen to the words that are coming out of their mouth. See the whole picture. Yep. See how they present themselves. Hear the and, tonality yep. of the voice. Look at them. See their their facial features, their you know, eye movements, everything. It, it all plays into what they're really trying to say. Agreed, one hundred percent, man. Um, and then you know, so we're talking about how to build a strong and deep relationship. But then even you know, the ones not every relationship is going to be deep, right? So you know, there are ones that are just face value. I have you know tons of acquaintances being in the industry I'm in. So, you know, I go places and I see people and I may know their name, I may not, but I still recognize them. And, you know, we still pay our respects to one another and say, hey, how's it going? Hope the family's well. And, you know, we, we keep it moving. I think you bring up a good point of um, it's not necessarily a good thing to be friends with everybody, to have a definitely uh, connection with everybody, because there are some people that, you know, unless you're a psychologist and they're coming to you as as a practitioner, you know, for services, you don't necessarily want to want to surround yourself with everybody. Of course. So making relationships is two sided, right? It's not just about you giving and you listening. It's about the other party reciprocating. And you don't necessarily want to be friends or have a relationship with everybody. Yeah.
100%. I mean, you know, the old saying, and I, I teach this to, to my son and daughter, you know, show me your five best friends, I'll show you your future. Yeah. And so that's where that comes down to where with the really deep and, you know, tight knit relationships that you have, um, whether they be platonic or romantic, you want to make sure that they not only have your best interest in mind, um, but also, like you said, listen to you, value what you have to say and want to see you succeed. And you feel the same for them. Yeah, well, and that's, you know, and that's where surrounding yourself around people that are like minded, or, you know, you, you get along with on a deeper level is very important. Yep. Similar values, morals, all that good stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, want to see you happy, want to see you succeed. And, you know, maybe sometimes they're even in a position that you envy. That's something that's important, too, because you want to constantly be, be trying to, again, as before, as we talked about the goal video, you want to be trying to pull yourself forward. You want to bring your future forward. So you're, you're reaching for people that have already achieved things that you want to achieve. And then you can surround yourself and some of those habits that they have that, that put them towards that goal, um, rub off on you. Right. Of course. And when you are doing that, if you're surrounding yourself with, you know, obviously I want to be the dumbest person in the room at all times. That means I'm in the right room, but make sure that you have the right intentions there. And it's not just soul selfishness Absolutely. and you know, you're just looking out for number one, you know, you got to make sure that you're providing value to them as well. And again, being honest, truthful and showing compassion and love, you know, well, and you, you're going to have to do those things because you won't be in that room for very long. Very true. <laughs> very true. So, Cause those, those people won't surround themselves with people that are going to drag them down. Yeah. They're going to no. learn that very quickly. You hit the nail on the head, man. So what what would you tell an introvert? You know, so we're talking about how to build relationships. How do they even start? You know, where do they go and meet people and how do they create relationships? Absolutely. Um, So what I would say is um, I'm somewhat of an introvert. I'm I'm actually probably more introverted than I am extroverted um, just by nature, um, which is crazy to think about because of the industries that I'm in, (laughs) you know, doing this video and, and everything. But Um, The truth is that I, more days than not, I don't feel like talking to people. I'm I'm somebody who really loves to learn and knowledge and almost like an engineering, you know, putting things together. So I, my natural state is actually introverted. What I realized, and this is, this is the way Elon is, by the way, too. Yep. Um, And and a lot of really good, big um, entrepreneurs and business owners are introverted by nature. This goes back to the goal setting thing, right? At a certain point, if you're an introvert and you have big aspirations and there's something that you want to do, there's no way you get there alone. It's impossible. So you're going to have to learn to sit with being uncomfortable going out, putting yourself out there, making relationships, talking to people. And what you will find is it's a lot like working out. You don't really like it. You don't want to do it at first. You get sore, but there's a payoff at the end. Yep. And the more you do anything, the more comfortable it becomes. Yeah. And it it becomes becomes habit too. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, me as a a kid, I was very shy. I was a very shy child. I I pretty much kept to myself. I was in my head 24-7. So I had to really, really, along with a lot of other things that I've done, I had to really, really work hard at saying, okay, I I need to put myself out there more. I need to talk to people. I still remember my first sales gig. Um, I, you know, I was tasked with making sales calls, cold calling, you know, people to uh, sell them wire and cable is in the electrical industry. 
And I remember, you know, day one sitting in my cubicle and they gave me a list of old, these were old clients to call that hadn't done business with us for a while. So they weren't even, you know, they weren't even uh, cold. They were just, you know, they, they at least knew who we were. Yeah, they were right? somewhat warm. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I sat there terrified, <laughs> terrified for, for 10 minutes. I sat there terrified to pick up the phone. I picked up the phone and the first guy I called, he answered. I hung the phone up. Oh my gosh. I, I was paralyzed, paralyzed. And it, everything that I've done and, and, and who I've become now, I mean, I can, I can call 400 people today, cold call in wholesale, yeah. which I've done yeah. and have absolutely no problem with it. I've been told F you multiple times. Don't care. I'll just pick up the phone and do it again. <laughs> but that was a level of progression. You know, you're not going to do that day one, but but commit to something that you could do and would do today that will make you less of an introvert. Yeah. And that's what I'll tell you. So um, what I will tell you then too is if you are introverted, don't ever lose it. Be able to come back in and introspect on what's happening in the world. Be able to have that deep reasoning away from other people. I can still to this day, I mean, I could sit 24 hours in a dark black room by myself. Completely. That's fine. awesome. Completely. Fine. I, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm a people person. You're, you're a natural extrovert. Yeah. And you I, can tell that tremendously. I, I cling to people yes. and not in a clingy way. I just, I yeah. enjoy my relationships. I enjoy people. I am the type of person to go out by myself. I sit, you know, I'll sit in the movie theater by myself. I haven't done it because I'm not a big movie goer, but I would do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I sit down and eat lunch or, you know, dinner by myself regularly um, and breakfast. Um, you know, I, I enjoy being around people um, and just going out there and meeting new people. Realistically, I, I like to meet a new person every single day, just like I like to learn, learn something new every single day. Yeah. Um, but it's it's enjoyable for me. Like I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoy meeting other people and, you know, building that relationship and finding out, you know, their story and where they came from, where they're at today. And then, you know, maybe how I can help them in the future or vice versa. You know, yeah. I, I've met tons of people that, you know, have helped me progress my uh, career just by sitting down next to them and pit starting up conversation. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I'll second that on, you know, just because you're an introvert or you have introverted te tendencies does not mean that you don't like people, right? That, yeah. uh, I think that's probably a misconception on what introvert is. Introvert is more intro perspective, right? It's you tend to say less of the things that you think and put them out in the world. You tend to keep those close to the, yep. the chest. And so I think it's very important for you to get out of your own head. I know it's very important for you to get out of your own head. And the only way to do that is to express some of the thoughts that are going through your head and being able to share those with, you know, people. And it might not just be everybody at first. You look at somebody like Grant Cardone. He just spews anything that he thinks out, out right? He's, he's very extroverted. He's, yep. you know, he, he, he is a, and I would argue, and I think he said this before, that he was introverted more as a kid. Um, and he's, he's basically gotten to the point now where it's so off keel that, you know, he just kind of spews out everything and he's very extroverted, which isn't a problem either. But what I'll tell you is anything really is a learned trait. So even introvert, extrovert, you can learn to play in both, both realms. And if, if, if you're good and you're able to control yourself and your emotions, you can, you can dance in and out of them invertedly whenever you want. And I think that's an important skill to master.
Yeah, definitely. And, and that's goes back to like social cues and things like that yep. then too. So you know when it's time to, again, you have two years, one mouth, you know when it's time to sit there and listen. Correct. And you only speak if you have something of value to say. And then there's other times where, you know, it's like, okay, well, let me just run my mouth here and see what, what clicks, you know? And realistically, if you do that by yourself with enough practice, then you know how to kind of cut out the nonsense and everything that you're spe- spewing out will have value. Communication is definitely an art form. Yeah. You know, again, it really honestly does come down to practice and reps. So like the more you put yourself in positions where you're uncomfortable, especially if you're an introvert, the easier those things become and the more social cues that you can understand and and know, you know, how kind of almost how to read the other side, the other the other party or even just a room of people and, and know like Logan is saying when to have input, when to listen, you know, when to pull back. And, and that probably even goes into when to be introverted, when to be extroverted. Right. Yep. Um, it, it's funny. I was actually at a, um, it was a high school baseball banquet. Uh, so they, they, this team did very well this year. They went to States they ended up losing, but you know, they made it all the way to the big game. Um, great team, great group of guys. And I was sitting there and the, one of their, you know, their MVP, who, they went through all the awards and all the speeches and everything. And, you know, they, everybody was like, speech, speech, speech. And we're talking about an 18 year old kid, right? Yeah. Like he's on his way to go into, he, he's probably going D1. I don't know where he's going to school, but he's probably going to some, you know, nice school, um, prestigious school for baseball um, because he did such a good job. And, you know, his speech was, you know, I don't want to judge, but not good. It was, you know, he's a kid. I'm sure he would tell he's, you that. Yeah, he's, he's never done this before. Absolutely. You know, he's never done any public speaking. And Absolutely. even after he, like, handed the mic back to one of the coaches and started walking back, you saw him just like, oh, man. Like, yeah. you know, just yeah. like this, you know, relief that came over yeah. him because he's done. And he's like, holy so, smokes. So where was he when he was taking that speech? Would you say he was introverted or was oh, he? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he was trying to figure out the words to say. He just he, He's never tried to do this before. Yeah. So, again, it, it's a practice. It's a it's a yeah. learned skill and the more you do the reps the yeah. easier it gets yeah. and he has never done a rep it's a, in yeah. his life whereas you know by the time he's done with college and or when he's playing in the MLB if he gets to that level mm-hmm. it'll come second nature because he's going to be used to the post-game interviews he's going to be used to getting you know it'll be second nature exactly so yeah it's just getting those reps in and that's what I love uh so Jordan Peterson actually when he does a lecture or when he goes on tour he has absolutely no notes He's got absolutely no concept of he's what a freak he's though, talk in about. the best way possible. But this he's is, a freak. This is beautiful, right? Because he is being completely extroverted in that situation. What he says is he looks at the room and sees what people are saying, the questions they're asking, and he forms his lectures around other people. Yeah. He's not being introverted. Whereas that 18-year-old kid he was searching for the words to say within himself while we, he was up there. He was being introverted. Yeah. When a great speaker looks at the other individual, they look across the board at all these people looking at them, and they deliver content based off of the feedback that they're getting from them. And that's amazing because Jordan's been able to, you know, obviously change the world on some aspects with with his lectures. Big time. And I think that that's a beautiful kind of contrast between the 18-year-old kid and you know Jordan Peterson. Yep. Yeah. So. Definitely. Definitely an art. Yeah. So and that's so we'll circle this back around to you know creating relationships. You know all of that kind of plays into relationships and the importance of making sure that you're listening, making sure that you're communicating as effectively as possible, 
making sure that you are putting yourself out there if you are an extrovert and, and doing the daily things that you need to do to make make you less of an extrovert. Again, you can always, or introvert, you can always come back to that, but you know, play your, and I would, and I would argue that even for somebody who's extroverted, um, it's important for them to practice being a little bit more introverted, playing the, the other side of the, of the channel, because I think that, I think that, I think everybody has duality with inside themselves and whether you lean towards one or the other, you know, habitually, I think that there's something that could be learned from, again, putting yourself in a difficult or unfamiliar place, right? Well, and it goes back to putting yourself in their shoes, right? You know, because you can never speak for somebody else, but you can try to understand their position on things, you yeah. know, whether that is business, whether that is, you know, your romantic relationship and something like, you know, the, the household chores, you know, politics, religion, um, you know, you want to put yourself where are they at and why do they feel the way that they feel? Correct. And that's going to make you communicate, you know, far beyond somebody who just is stubborn and stuck in their ways. And, you know, my way or the highway, you know, you want to be able to hear them out and then have it, you know, resonate with you and think, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. I get why they say that. I may not agree with it, but now I can communicate more effectively because I know that that's why or how they feel, you know, the way they feel. Correct. And that's the importance of, you know, understanding people that aren't necessarily like you or have the same type of, you know, um, emotional bandwidth as you or have the same sort of goals or fundamentals. Because I think, you know, you look at me and Logan's relationship, it's a really easy relationship because we're almost the same person, right? Yeah. So there, it doesn't really take a whole lot of work for us to, to go well together, right? Where, you know, and that's good. You want those relationships. But it's also important to have the relationships with people that aren't necessarily identical to you, right? Yep, maybe you, more conflicting. Yeah. Yes, you want you want them to have obviously good fundamentals at the end of the day, right? You know, if you don't want to kill somebody, the person across should not want to kill somebody too like that. You have to have a baseline yeah. of saying, okay, I'm not going to these are these are my principles. I'm not going to be in relationship or have a friendship with somebody who doesn't share these principles, right? Yeah. But challenge yourself to befriend people and to to understand people that don't necessarily share the same ideals as you yeah 100 percent, man so yeah that you know that that you can you can actually get some pretty amazing relationships from people that aren't necessarily identical to you and don't don't have the same aspirations or drives or just same you know ideals so i think that's important as well yeah yeah no i mean i agree wholeheartedly and Realistically, going back to the business side of things, you're not going to ever be successful in business if you don't create those relationships. Right. I mean, even if you're doing, um, you know, there's with the e-commerce and, um, you know, all the copywriting, all the stuff that, you know, get rich quick schemes and everything that's online, some of them do actually work. They're not just schemes, you know, you can actually make a lot of money working from your laptop or your computer or your cell phone. And you think, oh, well, I don't need to interact with people. Right. You still need to have the right relationships in place to be able to scale that business. Absolutely. And I'm glad you're touching on relationships in lieu of business because, again, too, it takes a Steve Jobs and a Wozniak, right? Yep. Very, two very different characters, but they both have their lane and they both contribute to the business as a whole from the things that they're good at and from the things that they're not good at, right? So so one person cannot do everything. You need to have yep. conflicting, you know, character traits um, and interests 
to be able to grow anything substantial, especially from a business standpoint. You have to be well-rounded, and I would say it comes even the same in a personal relationships. You need to have all of those different characters. You can't be one single-minded towards um, one aspect of life or else you, are, you will succeed at that aspect and fail in all others, right? So, you know, um, it's important to surround yourself around people that, that make you a whole person. Yep. And taking it into the romantic side of things for all of our uh, listeners looking to, you know, that are in the dating scene and whatnot. I mean, are you dating for marriage? Some people aren't dating for marriage and you can, you know, figure that out within the first date to three dates. Um, you know, some people put a facade on for the first couple, but realistically, if you're asking the right questions, as you should be doing in sales as well, yeah. um, you know, you're basically qualifying that, you know, significant other of, okay, well, is this something long term or is this just a fling? And, you know, it's a different stroke for different folk. I mean, it depends on what your goals are and what their goals are. You guys might be into just, you know, you're young, you want to have fun, you're not looking for anything serious. But if you're dating for marriage, you want to make sure that the values align, you know, how are you guys going to raise your kids if you guys even want kids? You know, you want to make sure that you're asking the right questions and figuring out, okay, this is something I can see myself with long term. Do you guys care about finances? Of course, there needs to be some structure around finances, but do you care if, you know, the one person makes 70 grand and the other person makes 30 grand? Like, is that going to cause issues down the line? And you need to be having those serious conversations, I would say, sooner than later when you start seeing somebody. So that way, you know, if you're wasting their time or they're wasting your time. Yeah. I mean, what, 7 billion people on the planet? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. No reason to think this is the one now. Yeah. one person I'll get you know you, you got a lot of cold calls to make on that deal yeah you, seriously you got a lot of qualifying to do so don't yeah. be afraid to ask those questions because yep. that honestly is going to be one of if not the most important relationship that you have throughout your life um, because that, that person's going to be with you until the day that you and they die so 1000% your communication skills better be on point um, and yeah, like Logan said earlier, Raider, rather than later, because you know you you've got a lot of people to meet. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, absolutely. So I think that's a good place to leave it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. If you got any value out of today's video, please subscribe. So hit the bell notification so you know when we drop new videos and new content. If there's anything that you would like us to cover, we are all more than ears to cover any topics or things in real estate, outside of real estate, business related, finance, economy, personal health, wealth, mental, um, that we could speak on and, and give our opinion and um, experience on. So please like, leave a comment, and thank you again for joining us. Thanks, guys.